0: Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am so excited to introduce today's episode. This is a highly anticipated show that I know we have all been waiting for. Every January, I love to invite the Yoga Girl resident astrologer, Deborah Silverman, to the show to talk about what the year has in store. And this is a really important one. You know, I'm sure you know Deborah. She's amazing. I call her my fairy god. Mother, she's really someone I can go to and return to for advice and wisdom again and again. She is my astrology teacher. She's also astrologer to the stars and just an all-round fascinating human being. In today's show, we talk about all things astrology. Of course, we get into 2020 and how the stars knew more or less, not exactly, but how the stars actually predicted some of the things that came our way. We get into all things 2021 and we get a full astrology forecast for the year. It's particularly interesting that this show is out today because this week is really important, so listen up. We talk about what's coming our way and how we should approach at least the first half of this year. We also get into the moment when I realized that astrology was really beginning to change my life. We talk a little bit about the history of astrology, and most important, how we can actually apply the lessons that astrology gives us in our day-to-day lives. I am so excited to dive into this episode. Stay tuned for a little bonus episode where we get into each sign of the zodiac coming in a couple of days. But for now, let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. I am so happy to talk to you. I feel like when whenever you're on the show, I don't even have to prepare. I don't have to think about it. I can just roll into my podcast chair and look at your beautiful face and all the stars just align for amazing conversation. So thanks stars, for
1: joining me. Stars love us both. It's true.
0: They do. They do. So I am so happy that you're here. This is such an anticipated podcast, but I would love to just start by asking you, you know, totally from
1: the heart right now, how are you doing? You know, I think there's two kinds of people, people that love COVID and people that hate COVID. I'm on an island where we've done quarantine full on. No one's allowed on this island. So I have only five cases here and it's created a very special, kind of like a sacred, no one's on the island, no one's on the beach. However, I've had to go inside and meet parts of myself. I've never been away from my family for this long. I've never been in a single space by myself I'm in my 60s, as you know, in my mid-sixties, and I've never experienced singularity. And while I'm flourishing creatively, I'm in this incredible flow state. My emotional body's like a wreck. So I have to like manage her, like, Sonny, I got you. Like I have to really tend and do all the things we learn, self-care and saying nice things and reframing all my emotional little girl problems. And then my spiritual self is like, whoa, like we're having a, it's almost like I can't control her. I feel like she's a little bit out of control. So enthusiastic and watching the sunrise and the sunsets, and And then my little girl's like, I don't like any of you. And you don't Mm. like me here. I am all by myself. So I've got a real Gemini split going on and I've become friendly with this polarization inside myself. And then voila, it's outside in our world, that same polarization. So The short answer is I'm having a multiple colored experience that doesn't really stay on one side of the street. It's a very dualistic feeling. And when I'm in my spiritual self, I feel like I don't think I've ever been this clear in my whole life. And when I'm in my human self, I'm, you know, band-aids and all kinds of rescue remedy. (laughs) I'm doing everything I can for her. So it's a funny dance. And And there's no end in sight because we've got a continuation of this at The Astrologer. It's not completely done yet, obviously.
0: Oh, we're going to talk about that. But I think that's so helpful because we're kind of taught that we're supposed to just be one thing, you know, that we're either happy or we're sad or we're having a good day or we're having a bad day or a good year or a bad year. And it's really helpful to approach it in that sense of there are all these aspects to us and it's possible to feel totally freaked out and alone and worried And also at the same time, experience total trust and a sense of grounding and a sense of purpose. Like we can exist with all of that.
1: Yes. And permission to be, this is the gift, as you know, of astrology. There's so many parts of us. Like we have a little council of friends and some of them show up at one point and another one's arguing with another one. and, And to be able to manage that from what I call the observer's point of view has been the liberating Single spiritual gift that I've given myself through my studies is just watching and being so fast. That's one thing that stays constant. I am, as you are, Libra, so curious about humans and how it experiences it inside of me. I'm endlessly, I never am bored. I don't even know what that word means.
0: (laughs) Neither do I, but that's just you and
1: me. (laughs) We're air signs. Well, that's the Libra to the Gemini. Yes, that's an air sign thing. I can sit and watch people. I had dinner with these people last night and I just stare. And all of a sudden I'm fascinated with everything she's saying. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a martial art expert. And next thing I know, I'm inside her. And I'm like, Deborah, can you get back to your seat? Like I I get so I get so curious. I'm like, whoop. So I'm never bored and you leave me alone for too long and I start to find deep entrances into myself, which again hmm. are fascinating. So No complaints over here, just just vulnerability. I'd say the theme of my, and I'm sure many echo this, the vulnerability has become a very close friend of mine. And I keep her close now. I let myself be honest enough to say, I'm scared, I'm lonely, I'm I'm vulnerable, I'm tender, I'm distrusting, I'm, you know, I've got a million of those words that come with vulnerability that make me want to give myself a hug
0: yeah and you are right now everyone listening give yourself a hug right now just oh, wrap your arms around yourself and just and know that there's yourself.
1: angels if you close your eyes I promise you you're being watched and you're being held so just take a breath that's the most greatest comfort I've given to myself is my deep breathing and the angels giving me a hug I do know they're here and I know they're mm-hmm. smiling and it makes me smile and you're one of them mm-hmm. and you're one of mine
0: Yeah, it's so
1: they come inside your ear when you're on a podcast or when you're on a telephone with your favorite friend or you're on Zoom and all of a sudden it feels so much better.
0: Hmm. So, so, so beautiful. I've experienced that this year, the that closeness of, of of there's something greater at play that I always felt my entire life, this sort of unwavering faith that wherever whatever kind of messed up hole I end up in that maybe not today but at some point I'll look back and I'll really go oh I had to be in that hole and we can't probably not see it right now it's a hard thing to say to someone who's in the hole like this is a good place for you to be no we don't say that you know it sucks trauma sucks loss sucks COVID sucks all of this is terrible But there's something around for me astrology this year, not prior years, because I've been kind of doing this dance with you for a couple of years now, but it's not until 2020 that I really had this big heart opening awakening with astrology where suddenly it was like the pieces started falling into place in a bigger way. And can you share a little bit about that? Because people ask sometimes, you know, what could astrology possibly do for me? You know, how could learning more about astrology actually help us through those really challenging times?
1: I think it's what you just said. It's such a deep abiding faith that comes with that practice. Because when you learn astrology as you've done, and then you do readings, and then you study your children and your friends, there's no arguing. So it's the one truth if there's something that's given me deep abiding faith, and I came as a skeptic, by the way, as a true air sign, I started off my interest in astrology. Come on, this is just come on. It can't because I was a trained therapist. I was like, this can't help. And it's never. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. It has never failed me. So when there's true north, when that northern star is completely dependable, there's something so rich inside my heart and my body that goes, I can trust completely trust the sun's coming up tomorrow and the moon is predictable where it's going and the personality traits brought to us by a higher intelligence are so accurate. Oh my God, thank you so much to those that created that magical matrix. And so that's given me as an elder, the deepest rock solid faith that I can have others lean on. So for me, the first thing astrology does after years and years of study is you never doubt that really, truly there's a higher intelligence. That's very comforting.
0: And who are those people? Because this is something (laughs) that I know people are so interested in, like this higher intelligence that astrology really is. And it's drawn from so much. And it's not just woo-woo and hippy-dippy new agey. There's a science to it. And there's a, a specificness to it as well, you know, predetermined, because the stars and how astronomy works, is like you really know when things are gonna unfold and how the planets move. But how did that begin? What do we know about the history of astrology? Speaking to all the other skeptics who are listening yeah, right no, now. No, really,
1: you're gonna really ask me that question. You've done this before. That is, <laughs> that is the single hardest question there is. It's brought to us by a higher intelligence and they're so intelligent, they decided not to reveal themselves. It's almost like the last thing they wanna know is, for us to have their phone number, like just don't call us and don't ask any questions. So I can't tell you, I've called 1-800-ASTROLOGY, please tell me who is the origin? Can I talk to your boss? Like who's in, cause someone deserves credit. I'd like to talk and they never answer. So the short answer is, I don't know, I hate this answer. And the larger answer is, As the psychologist who, you know, this Carl Jung, the original psychiatrist from the 30s, was quoted to say, psychology will be a dinosaur science until it includes astrology. So any psychologist, any therapist, any coach, any yoga teacher that wants to study the human psyche, the architecture of the inner world, you are definitely challenged to go study this deep, wise, ancient science. However, I can't tell you who wrote it. I can't tell you how to get a hold of them. I can only tell you by experience, 100% it's trustworthy. So, that wasn't probably the answer everybody wants to hear. I don't but know. But there
0: has been, isn't it, you know, thousands of years ago, okay. it relates Asia. to Egypt. There is Asia. some, yeah.
1: Only the home ship came through. I Here's my secret. I don't want to say this on a podcast, but I'm going to say it. I really think there was some, the mother ship landed. They went to Egypt, they put it into hieroglyphics, they put it into the pyramid, they landed this particular architecture, this whole universal language, of and then they left. So all I'm going to tell you is, I don't know their names, but I think they came from some far off place. Why don't they just sign their name on the bottom of that piece of paper? I don't know. Sometimes
0: in life, skepticism can serve you well. How much in our lives that really means a lot is like that? For me, all of my spiritual practices that really have changed my life, they don't come from a place of mental organization where I can point and go, oh, that person did exactly that and that's how I align with that. You know, and I think for any skeptic listening, there's a portion to all of these practices and tools that we use on our spiritual healing journey that doesn't make sense to the thinking mind. Thank you. Our intuition and ritual and, for me, meditation, like shamanic rituals I've done, plant medicine, like all of those big experiences, I could never scientifically explain, you know, how that happened
1: or how that worked for me. And the the shortest answer is you can't see love. You can't see love and you don't know who originated that and that's what we live with. So we can't see love and explain it and we can't explain oxygen. So these are these, you're right, mysterious factors in this lifetime you cannot define love it is a feeling and astrology is a science that comes as you said beyond the left brain which kind of gets me excited because it just confirms as you just described that magic is real like you can't argue you do plant medicine you do a high shamanic experience you have a direct experience through a dream or through an intuition and you're left with wow magic's real
0: Right. Right. Just the
1: wow. And I think, I I mean, that's how you and I met. Yes, I know. I think about that all the time. Magic. That was pure magic.
0: Pure magic, pure magic. So for anyone who's listening who hasn't listened to the first ever episode that I did with Debra or kind of followed our journey, we met through mutual friends, through Trevor and and Nako, who were raving about you, raving, Debra changed my life, astrology is everything, it's going to change, she's going to change your life too. And we did a reading. And for me, the thing when I, when I, when I think back to my first reading that I had with you, the thing that is like the light bulb moment that I will never, ever, ever forget is that. You know, you you did the reading and you did your whole thing and it was beautiful and eye-opening, but the whole time I had this little itch, like a question I wanted to ask, but I was scared to ask because it was such a vulnerable question. And then finally in the end, you kind of wrapped it up and you said, well, do you have any questions? And I asked, well, can you see anything in my chart with my daughter if we're going to have a long life together Because secretly inside, I had this massive fear that something was going to happen to her, that she wasn't going to be okay. But I was really scared to verbalize the question. And I remember your whole demeanor, you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. This, this does not align this fear this massive fear of because it was so palpable you're like no 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 we got to deal with this this is old like this is not yours this is big you you got to fix this i'm coming to aruba we're going to we're going to fix this and you just flew like a crazy shaman you just flew to aruba for 24 hours and we sat with my you know life inhibiting fear Of losing my daughter that was really irrational, but also made a lot of sense, you know, somehow. And that was the beginning of that healing for me. And it was so, I don't know, it was so beautiful to have that affirmation of, no, this is not in your chart. You know, I can't see that. And actually, there's trust in your chart. Actually, there is this union in your chart. Actually, there's a whole bucket of faith, like everything is well. So this fear, you know, it it shifted it for me completely. And that was when I stopped hovering over her crib, you know, waiting for her to stop breathing. That ended with that healing moment for me. And I will never
1: forget it. That's so beautiful. And part of that is separate from astrology, but the gift of seeing. And this is what cultivates. When you study astrology, you begin, as we described, to see other worlds and be able to see through the veneer or the illusion and be able to distinguish when someone's speaking and they're coming out of fear or when they're telling truth. You, It's like, this is the gift of eldership, of aging, is your discernment of reality becomes so much more courageous. So rather than just faking it and pretending you're like, no, And again, one of my gifts, and I know yours too, is Sag Rising, is I speak truth and it takes courage. I read this a lot from my students. The fear of having your voice. Astrology gives us back permission to be ourselves. And in doing so, you get back your courage. So for me, when I work with clients and certainly the people I've taught, I'm always saying to them, do not walk over ridiculous fears, (laughs) like let people stop time invited in and distinguish: Is this a past life memory? Is this a, a rational fear? Or is this something real where this person's discernment is actually operating? Because there is something scary here. And it's the art. And this is what I love about astrology. As the years have gone by, I've become clearer and clearer about feeling in my body. This is also yoga. Where is my truth? And when someone tells me something like that, I do stop the bus. That's what I'm famous for saying. Stop the bus. Back up. What'd you just say? We're going to let that become the centerpiece of your unconscious mind. And every, you're not going to say it out loud and you're going to revolve around this fear and it's going to get festered. So I really encourage everyone listening, the value of studying astrology particularly is how do I feel my own voice and distinguish between the fears of my unconscious and the truth of my wisdom keeper? And let those two have conversations or have wisdom keepers you go to call you out and say, and I've had it happen to me, you'll relate to this as a Libra. I had an elder. She used to be one of my favorite people to hang with. She now lives far away. And I she, how are you doing, dad? And I did a little Libra thing. I'm fine. And she looked at me and she said, you are so full of shit. And I remember this distinct (laughs) moment. She stopped time. She called me out. She brought me to the truth. And I said, you know what? I'm not fine. And that was the entrance similar to you. This is what astrology does. Letting me come back to my fake dishonesty with compassion and call myself out and become authentic. And you're such a radical example, Rachel. You give us all permission because you're Sagittarius rising with Uranus sitting on your, you break all the rules about what you're supposed to say and not say. You have that, you know, that strong, what else is sitting on your ascendant? You have Saturn there too. Saturn and... It Uranus, is, yeah. So this that's your soul. The rising sign in your case is Sagittarius. Your higher self is a Sag. Blunt, honest, tell the truth, make it funny, but have no inhibition about just naming what's true and radically changing Uranus on your ascendant. You've radically changed for all of us through your soul's expression authenticity. And that's what that woman did for me in that moment. She was like, and from that moment forward, I realized I don't want to just say I'm fine. Like you are so good at this. I don't want to just pretend. Astrology gives us permission to be, if you're a nonverbal person and you can't find your words, that's okay. You live inside yourself, you're water. You're not like Rachel and I that get, ah, that you are allowed. And if you're someone who's air like Rachel and I, where you have to talk to be able to exist, Go for it, and this is the th- the gift I find: is it takes away those funny little pretenses that we all hide behind, and suddenly we become real, and it's so juicy,
0: mm. so juicy. You know, even my my Pisces, all water daughter, does this to me constantly. She'll hold my shoulders and she'll say, "Mama, you can relax now." And the other day she told me, she was so funny, she said, I was talking and I was animated and I was, you know, in my own like airy, fiery energy. And she just walked up to me and she said, sometimes children want their mothers to be quiet. Oh, <laughs> She was trying my- to be all diplomatic. And I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> How old is she? She's
1: three and a half. She's going to be four in a couple of months. Sometimes children want their mothers to be, it is, so, <laughs> you know, that is so different than you and I, like we would just scream, shut up already. You're so, that, That's the great distinction. The little Pisces girl, sometimes, like this is what <laughs> we're in how different people reveal themselves and how much we have permission to be our real self. Cause good luck trying to be somebody you're not.
0: Good luck trying to be somebody you're not. Yeah, it's that permission slip and something that I find so fascinating because I've shared this a bit through social media, but I did your level one uh, applied astrology course and I did your level two. I actually did your level one twice because I'm <laughs> such a scatterbrain and I didn't pay enough attention the first time around, which is like I can own that. That's Welcome my to own. air. <laughs> Welcome to air. And then I did level two. And as part of level two, when you graduate, you do this reading with a stranger that you get assigned for 30 minutes and that was the first time ever in my in my life that I really studied someone's chart who I knew nothing about which was a totally different experience because of course I've gone over all my friends and my family and my husband and my daughter. And sometimes I wonder, am I unconsciously, you know, looking for characteristics to match? Like, how does that actually work? And here I was faced with a brand new chart, a person I, from South Africa I'd never met in my entire life, never gonna meet. And I had to just sit with that complete objective, neutral, know nothing, and here's this chart. And in that reading, the affirmation of all of that making sense, you know, it was it it blew my it blew my mind, blew my heart, blew my soul wide open. I I sat with my jaw on the floor for like fifteen minutes after that reading, like astrology is real. <laughs> it's yeah, knew It was, yeah. but the most wasn't beautiful. until that moment. You're feeling amazing, crazy, 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 was- and I got to look, you know, look at the at the years and the dates. And ask her these big questions, like this looked like a really significant time of transformation in your life. And her affirming that that was the biggest year of her life, her whole life changed. I can't believe you're mentioning that month. What? And meanwhile, I'm sitting there pretending like I know something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything. (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) But you studied, and this is really good for everyone to hear. Even if you don't believe, I always say this, even if you don't believe in astrology, astrology believes in you. So there is an authentic, genuine reality there, and you touched it. Do you know how many astrologers I've taught who call me after they finish just like you, and their their jaws dropped, and their hearts open, and they're like, I have the best feeling. I just gave something to this person. So if you're looking for a career change, ladies or men who are listening to this, and you want something simple and. This new year to start a new career that you can do online, that you can make money at. We have people that are supporting their families as astrologers. It's real. And it only took you to level two. It's just, it's so simple. It's within three months, you can do all three programs. And by the end of that, you can be an astrologer and contribute to someone where you're surprised because you feel so good. And they've just been enlightened to believe that there's such a thing as magic and that the stars really work. It's so comforting
0: so comforting and it was comforting to be a part of that and kind of watch the strangers you know making all the dots and then also I could see in her chart when she would say something how that completely related to something else and by inviting more of that into her life she could make this big change that she'd been longing to make you know it was so beautiful yeah anyone listening and I know astrology has such a it's such a buzz right now I mean, why do you think astrology has risen in popularity so much over the past? Because it's different now compared to five years ago, even, right?
1: You know that grand conjunction that just happened last month. So Jupiter, the biggest planet in the heavens, a hundred times the size of Earth. And Saturn, the dictator, the you know responsible guy, Mr. and Mrs. tell you what to do. We're standing right together in what sign? Aquarius and Aquarius rules astrology. Aquarius is, is so let's go back up. Jupiter and Saturn together, this big, I always think of Jupiter as ho, 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 green giant. Like it's this big giant abundant. That's probably an old timeline, but it's a symbol of Santa Claus is what Jupiter is. He's like the fastest, funnest, giant eating, partying, he's the fun factor. And he's standing right next to Saturn, which is the responsible high school principal who has a lot of jobs for you to do. This is why you're so responsible, Rachel, because you've got Saturn sitting on your soul. And so the two of them are together. This, it, what I think of Jupiter as is like secret sauce. like it, whatever It's like MSG, whatever you put it on, or yeast, it gets bigger. And Saturn is the planet of life lessons. So this is what's going on right now, this expansion of life lessons. And it's an Aquarius which rules astrology. So in the next year, this is the year that astrology is going to grow like a weed because Jupiter's enhancing the discipline and the focus required to actually learn the science and be able to apply it. So we're not talking about, you know, it's what I love about yoga is you don't just talk in yoga. You put it in your body. And at the end, you're in a deep meditation because you actually moved. You didn't just talk about it. Saturn and Jupiter are saying, don't just talk about astrology, put it in your body. And so at some point soon, remember how you don't remember this. No one knew what downward dog was. If you would have said that word when I was a kid, we were like, huh? But now if you tell your daughter downward dog, she goes into it. The same will be true about astrology. If I say to you, you've got Saturn and Uranus conjunct your ascendant two years ago, Rachel, you would have been, huh? But now yes, the language you told me
0: that I was like, "What language are you speaking?" It- I don't
1: understand. Now, so it's coming our way, and that's what Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius is doing. It's asking all of us on this planet to open our minds to non-linear, non-logical, open-minded Aquarian concepts, and everyone is finally surrendered that there has to be a higher intelligence to explain. We can no longer just lean on the mundane world; it's dated. So this is the entrance of a new opening where we're going to remember. That's what these are. This is Aquarius. This is computers. We see that everywhere now. And coming soon to your neighborhood, if you guys want to come play, you'll be the first on the ground level learning astrology and watching Rachel flirt. First, she flirted with astrology. La, 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 la. She was playing with and she'd stop flirting. Then all of a sudden she decided to have a relationship with astrology. And she sat down and did her homework and had a big kiss. I'm so happy.
2: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
0: Guess who else has a relationship with astrology now? My skeptical husband. All of a sudden, like when I had that reading, he would ask me detailed questions about this woman's chart about... Where planets were and what you know about elements and signs, and I was like, "Wait, have you been secretly paying attention? Are you secretly interested in all this stuff that I talk about all the time?" So it's it's spreading for sure. It's everywhere now, and you know why?
1: Because <laughs> it works,
0: right. And it's helpful. The most helpful part I find for anyone listening who's wondering, how can it really help my life? Whenever I have an issue with somebody, this has become kind of my new go-to thing, or there's a personality trait in someone that keeps returning that I really struggle with, or there's something about someone's personality that I have a really hard time with. If I go and I look up their chart every single time, I get it affirmed why they are the way they are and that it's not that, oh, they're trying to annoy me. Or this is just them, you know, doing this through malice or, you know, it's, it's not some purposeful thing. It's actually just who they are. And it's this big exhale of relief of, okay, this is just who they are. It's just faded. This is their personality. It's part of, it's part of them and me trying to change that. It's just, it's never going to happen. So instead, how can I allow them to be who they are and find a way for us to meet in the middle instead of resisting, you know, their, their whole being, which is what I had been doing before.
1: And it's so sweet looking at your chart because your moon's in Leo and your Sag rising, your double fire. And all of us that love you love the beauty and the enthusiasm and the excitement. And then your Libra is the articulator. Look at the gift you have. So it's not just others. For me, it's looking, I love looking at people's charts as you describe, but your chart, particularly the gift you have of. Being Moon in Leo, so radiant in your enthusiasm, your heart. That book you wrote, oh my God, your heart is so open. And then the Sag has the courage to tell us everything. <laughs> I, I never <laughs> to no my detriment. Reason. Sometimes well, it serves you. Well, the other thing I know about your chart with Saturn and Uranus on the Soul, like it's the rising sign, is the time of your birth, and it's called rising because you're rising into it. And your higher self is Sagittarius, as by the way, is Trevor Hall's. I love that you guys share that. And it is the philosopher teacher who brings spirit to us and tickles us all the way home. Like if you're not laughing or making fun of or being super blunt or really complaining loud, something's wrong. So to your daughter's credit, mom, there are some children like when their mothers are, but you got to say, honey, I'm double fire and you're a double water. So, or triple water. So we have to appreciate the differences and don't make me be like you and I won't make you be like me. No, 100%. So
0: So for anyone who's listening right now, who's wondering a little bit about sun, moon and rising and all these terms that we spoke about a lot now. So we have a couple of podcasts already that you can go on and tune into for more of the really, really basic beginner stuff. But what is something that everyone listening can do right now that can really help them get to know themselves a little bit better? If you had to pick one thing to research or study about your own chart, what would that be and how can they how can they go about that?
1: You know, I have an absolute fixation on Saturn, Saturn return. Many of you have heard the term and may not know what it means. Saturn describes our purpose. You know, we come to this planet and it's not easy. I'm just going to say it out loud because I've got Saturn and Sag like you. So it's a hard planet and it's a school classroom and you're not supposed to get it right. You're supposed to get it wrong. The way that people learn on this planet is by getting it wrong. That's every single lesson you've had. The biggest lesson.
0: such a relief to hear. Can you say that again?
1: You're you're here to get it wrong. And if it's not messy and it doesn't hurt, you're not growing. I know I hate that story, but it's just the truth. So Sagittarius truth brought to you by Rachel and Deborah. So if I had one indicator that I could say to you to learn about, it's you can just Google the year you were born or your birth date. Where was Saturn in your case? And in my case, we share this, Rachel. I'm born 30 years after you. or no, before you, <laughs> just time traveler over here. I lost track of time, <laughs> 30 years before you. And we, and so does Trevor Hall have this. The life lesson for us is Saturn's in Sagittarius. And you look at one indicator like that, and now you and I both know we promised to be the shit disturbers. Now that's not a fun job description, but it, it does come with humor, thank God. But, and I wanna add this, every single human learns through the school of hard knocks. And when you're disappointed and you're in and return, as you described, the hardest cycles of your life, 28 to 30, 58 to 60, and every seven years in between, life comes in and pushes you and tests you. And if only we understood that as young adults, like be prepared and don't mistake something's wrong. But when you're stuck, and this is Saturn, how do you get unstuck? And that's the question I hear all the time. I've lost my juju. I feel disconnected. I don't feel like I have my get up and go. I don't have discipline. I don't have ritual. I've lost my routine. All of those are Saturnian words. So go make a relationship with Saturn. Ask yourself this question. What did I come to learn? If you could just even write it down without knowing any astrology at all, based on my life story, what's the repetitive theme that keeps reoccurring? So for you and I, people get pissed at us and we get pissed at people. And it's unfortunate because we don't like it, said the Libras. We hate disharmony. But at a certain point, our relationship gets challenged and then we have to have our life lesson show up. <laughs> Knowing how to speak
3: and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill.
0: I was I was looking back at 2020 when I did a little 20. I don't know if you do that, but at the end of every year, I like to do a little processing of kind of journaling and meditating on the big lessons and the things that were hard and the things that were beautiful. And 2020 was such a oh, such a such a 2020, yeah, we all know. And the biggest Saturn in Sagittarius, and and Sagittarius rising moment of my entire life was when I went online and I told publicly the whole world, please don't come to Aruba. I don't want you guys to come here. And the entire nation of Aruba responded with what? And effectively I was, you know, it was this huge moment of just so much turmoil and it was this, you know, started this domino effect of so many insane, crazy things. And I look back at that moment and I was like, have I ever had a more Sagittarius moment in my life than sitting alone in my kitchen going like, I can't take this pandemic anymore. I don't want this to continue. And just like, everybody stay the fuck away, please. And, you know, that was like the bluntest. Didn't go over so well. But that's part of that life lesson, right? To learn about timing and to learn about tact and to pick my moments and you know, it is a it's
1: a ride. That's a classic example of Saturn and Sag. And so all of you have a different Saturn and it stays there for two and a half years based on the year you were born. And there's some classes, in fact, that I'm teaching, just one-off classes right now about Saturn. Because if I can be honorable to say yes, that was your Sagittarius moment and it disrupted everything, and there were big giant waves and it's real. And then you turn on your observer. This is the nature of my life's work and the book that I wrote, The Missing Element. You step back, you turn your observer and you go, oh my God, you're so blunt and you have no off button. God, Rachel, really? And then then self-forgiveness begins because this is what Saturn demands. Like, I'm so sorry, I hurt myself. I hurt everybody, please forgive me. And then you get to see how you deal with the crisis, which welcome to planet earth. Here's how we learn. Don't ask me who made that up. You learn from heartbreak you learn from financial crisis you learn from that diagnosis you got when you were sick you learn from your kid being really in pain that's the big like couldn't they send us a memo how about an email like why do you have to be like this
0: so what was it Estrala? and i know you've you've been asked this question 100 million times in the last year but just like kind of briefly what was it, or how can we, how does astrology explain 2020? Because that was a hundred people asked me that yesterday.
1: Well, it was very obvious in March. There were four planets all standing together. It was Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and at Jupiter, wait, it was Jupiter and Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn. And then there was Mars in Aries that was squaring all of it. There was an incredible conjunction that was creating tension, which by the way, January this year, I predicted this 2021, be prepared, it's happening again. Different shape, but again, there's a square between Pluto and Uranus. That's it, and Uranus. So the answer is astrologically, we were forced into changing of the guards. How I like to describe it is the old structures of this reality had to go, but we didn't know how to let go. And so they sent down a little virus that was universal across the whole planet. And it brought us to our knees and it stopped everything. I remember you calling me during the pandemic and so many elders, so many people were calling me as an elder, all of your friends from Trevor to Shailene to Nako, they were all calling. And all I said was stop. So life stopped us. And it was astrologically, we all were wondering what's going to happen when Jupiter and Pluto were hanging out together. There's that big fat planet I talked about sitting on the planet of destruction, well, that only lasted during 2020, Jupiter, the planet, and it was other planets. And then Mars and Aries for six months. It just left today. Mars and Aries has been squaring it for six months. So it was clearly an invitation to create enough tension, because here we go again. How do we learn when everything goes wrong? Hmm. Isn't that the
0: this truth? it a big, big, yeah, yeah. And so never, the- at least in, in my lifetime, have I seen this much learning on this much of a collective collective level, you know, which of course had to happen or is still happening and still unfolding in, in so much pain.
1: Universal at every single country, at every single financial level, in every single family, we've all had the word COVID across our lips. It's a universal word and therefore it's humbled us. And now we're going to look forward to 2021 by the spring, it's gone. There's a completion. However, here's the question of the day. What did I take from this experience? Each one of you must ask this. What did I take and will I be different? And did I get the lesson? Because we don't want this to happen again.
0: Hmm. So tell us about 2021. Give us all the goods because we had five days of peace and hope Twenty twenty one is gonna be all fine and wonderful, and then rioting and terrorists entered the U.S. Capitol and things just went to shit. So what does twenty twenty one really just give have in store? us a
1: little bit of credit. I wrote it on Instagram. I wrote it on Facebook in the middle of October, November, and December. I said, be prepared. You told for
0: me. me on a live. You told us on an Instagram live. We were like, okay, twenty twenty one is gonna be all good, and you said,
1: uh. Eh. <laughs> not, at the beginning, not at the beginning. So to answer your question, 2021 in May, when Jupiter goes into Pisces, your daughter will be very happy. There's going to be a reprieve by April, May, and then it ends up 2022 softer. So we're out of the danger area, I'm going to say by April, but this quality of the next four months of the continuation of this conversation, 2021, it's not... Done. And the American government, which is just one government, I don't know why it gets so much attention because there's so many people there that have a lot of telephones. Let's talk about it. Let's talk computers. Let's talk about it. Let's be interested. Like Americans just keep that conversation going as though they're the center of the universe. Excuse me. I spent 20 years living in Canada. I was always like, What? Wow, <laughs> we are so loud down there.
0: You know, wait, little side note, yesterday, no, just today, just before this call, BuzzFeed. I don't know if you follow this, this news outlet, they shared an article about how social media dealt with the riots and how that was happening, and included a photo of me that I posted lying right here in Child's Pose when I didn't know there was a riot. I didn't know anything was going on. I had a hard day laid in child's pose. At the end, I took a photo and I wrote, if you've had a hard day, like child's pose can help, you know, and she, this journalist included me in the article as an ignorant person, ignoring that there's riots happening in the United States. And I had to go like, you are all, you are not the center of everybody's world. Like not everyone lives and breathes and dies by what happens in the US every moment of the day. Like I'm not even there. I was just doing my yoga, like cut me some slack. It's, The United States. The United States is a is
1: is big, very loud cousin. I mean, they are the loud cousin that comes in the room. You're like, why are you eating all the food? They just seem to be the first (laughs) one in line, taking everything and making a big mess. So I am an American. I'm not saying anything negative about it. I'm just calling it out to say that at this moment, yes, all over the planet, we are all under the effect. Especially January twentieth to twenty fourth. Warning. Another one of those moments that, not unlike what is happening happening in the sky, twenty another. It's a complete and total square. Mars and Uranus and the Moon will be together, exactly squaring Jupiter and Saturn. That that conjunction we talked about in Aquarius. So there's a real conflict. It's going to show up financially, is my prediction. That Mars, Uranus, and the Moon in Taurus are old school, wanting to hold down the fort, and here comes that Uranian Aquarius energy saying, "Can we please change?" And there's resistance. We are all, let's be honest, I can speak for myself. I don't like change. Some people are so good at it, are you?
0: No, are you kidding? No,
1: I like. who routine. is good at it? I don't, or, I don't know. No, you listen to your audience. There are some people who love to move and they love to travel and they wanna go into new places all the time and they wanna order new food. I go to the restaurant and order the same thing every time. So the trick is be aware of who you are We're back to the original conversation. In this era, as the change continues in the collective and we are in, financially, the world's gonna change as far as how the American economy is. That's my prediction. Number two, there's going to be a different complexion. America's softening. Thank you for, you know, we won in the Georgia or at least the Democrats. Not that anything's wrong with Republicans because as a true Libra rising, I love both sides. I watch the Republicans. I do not judge. I see Trump, I'm fascinated by him. I studied his chart, Leo rising. I mean, all it is about his hair, should I do it? So bad. I mean, this man (laughs) is a Leo rising to the hilt and he's got moon and Sag, excuse me, who else has moon and Sag, Leo? Uh Uh-oh, that would be you. But what you see, you're the healthy version. You're sharing your passion for life and teaching us. He shares his passion for life. And we learn the other lesson of what happens when the ego, evading God's oneness, E-G-O, What happens when the ego becomes so big and leaves out the spiritual? So back to 2021, there's a softening happening in America. Jupiter's going to enter the whole world world. for everyone. Yeah, Yeah. it's not just America, but America's (laughs) politics seem to have a big influence on us. Things are softening. Mm -hmm. And the 2021, while it will take a long time for the financial world to get back settled, there is a softening in the heart. So what I can say to you is you're all going to feel that really uncomfortable fear we lived in during 2020. And even right now, there's such a, in Los Angeles, for example, there's the shutdown here on this island I live in. However, there's an end in sight. So 2021, it feels like we can take deeper breaths. We're not gripping. Hmm. And when Jupiter enters Pisces, which is 2022, you get a whiff of it in May, but you'll begin to sense Mars goes out of to Aries for the last six months. It's in Taurus starting January, 2020. It's softer. Taurus is softer. Pisces is softer. Aquarius is open-minded compared to all that Capricorn, that stellium and Capricorn of 2020. So we are coming into an era where we can take a little deeper breath. We continue to walk slowly. We're not running. And we have a deeper um, trust in ourselves because look what we made it through. Hmm.
0: And until April, we can expect some, especially end of January, but until April, we can expect things to still feel a bit grippy and
1: and challenging. Yes. Uncomfortable. The trick is, and you know this from my course called Tell Me a Story, I'm so proud of you. Look what you've made it through. That's one of the prompts that we use in Tell Me a Story, that course. I want everyone in this room, take this prompt and journal it. I'm so proud of you. Look what you've made it through. We have done an incredible result as a, you know at the end of 2020. I can say to you confidently, I now know what it is to be with myself. I never knew this before. Now, it wasn't comfortable. I don't think I liked it. I would never have chosen this, never would have chosen this, to not have Christmas or Thanksgiving with my family and my kids. And yet, I found inside of myself peace, shocked myself. That, oh my goodness, I can wake up in my meditation and find myself deeply grounded in gratitude. So this is the entrance of 2020. Stay with that path, that, that pacing. Don't push, don't run towards 2021. Just pay attention and look behind. Look what I've made it through. I'm so proud of you. See if you can't acknowledge the lessons and carry them into 2021. And then by the spring, as early as May, you're going to say, oh, this is what Deborah was talking about. Jupiter entered Pisces. And now we're no longer at the effect of that hard energy that we we left behind. So good news. I've got good news, but it's turtle, turtle pace. And how does
0: it continue throughout the year after, after May, summer and fall? What is that?
1: I think what you'll see with Saturn in Aquarius over the next two and a half years, it lasts from 2021 till 2023, because we know that Saturn stays in one sign for two and a half years. As Aquarius shows up, it's going to invite us to be humanitarian. It's going to invite us to be open-minded about astrology. It's going to increase our relationship with spirituality. So it detaches us from that controlled Capricorn energy. Wow. That was a very hard era, 2020. It was it was like fighting with the government, like fighting with the old world. It was like, no, it's leaving. The old structures that we knew have left. We do not rely on government. We do not rely on authorities. We've become our own. We've learned about how to stay centered, I hope. Did you learn? That's the question. Hmm. I want to ask your audience that, is there a place inside of yourself cultivated by 2020 that you can say, I'm so proud of you. Look what you you learned. You learned how to have faith. If there's nothing that I watched with you, Rachel, because I paid attention to your whole, you know, evolution through 2020 is you're one. You exposed your vulnerability. You made mistakes. You said out loud to all of Aruba, a sentence that really rocked your world. And then you came back and you forgave yourself and you found your center again. And so, dare I say it, the way we learn is by going off center.
0: (laughs) And I was thinking about that too. Like, would I take that moment back? That bluntness, that super honesty, would I take it back? No, and that's hard. That's that came my way. That realization from a lot of, lot of contemplation. But it shook something so deep, so big, and brought me right back home to myself. Would I take back kind of the effects and the challenges that some some things we still struggle with that don't affect just me, but in my own personal sacred practice, it woke me up. And my whole life changed. My routine changed. How I rise in the morning changed. How I take care of myself. Everything. I needed that. I needed Saturn to grab me by the shoulders and go, wake up.
1: You know, so can I'd love to ask your audience, this is so profound what you just said. If I didn't have regrets, if I could look behind me and see what I've done that was a mistake or what life did to me and did that relationship or that child that died, those incredibly difficult lessons... Yes you wish it was different and in the death in death of course we wish we could erase it but all those lessons in the wisdom keeper the Sagittarius says this is how we learn i'm sorry to say i wish it wasn't true i wish a memo came i would read the memo i would follow instructions i promise i always say that to life don't be mean to me you can here's my suggestion for all the future is i prayed a lot when i was in my 40s and 50s don't hurt me let me learn my lessons gently And so I've kept that as, don't, alarm clocks now, I don't wake up before the alarm, I I wake up before the alarm goes off because I made a promise literally to myself. Let me wake up before the alarm goes off so I can pay attention enough to hear life talking to me. And I made that prayer long enough and hard enough that I literally do wake up before the alarm goes off, right before, and it became a symbol, So yes, those lessons come. We take them, we squeeze them, as you just said, the hardest thing you did and you learned to change. And then the prayer is, please help me learn my lessons. Do it gently. Don't hurt me. I want nothing more than to grow. And if it's uncomfortable, which I finally figured out, that's how it goes down here, then just give me the support from my loves, from my friends. Let me know that I'm feeling supported by the invisible angel giving me a hug because I can't do this alone. And you know what? Here's the news, said the woman living alone in Hawaii. You're never alone.
0: It's the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. And I feel it right now, you know, and I feel it. I, I can feel it in my most alone moments. It's strange. Sometimes, sometimes I feel more alone in a room full of people you know, than I do actually in my most alone moments with myself. And it's a good, good relationship to cultivate
1: if we haven't already, is that relationship with us. And that's what astrology does it gives you permission slips to figure out your nature and not want to change it anymore. And once you feel that, that's where this incredible, deep, resolved ability to take a deep breath and. Feel the angels, all of a sudden, the world changes when you fall in love with you, and that is my message this lifetime. Please, you guys, study. You don't have to take the whole class, just pick up an astrology book. There's so many ways I, you know, I love that on your platform, every day you have my videos. Mm-hmm.
0: Every day, we have the forecast for the next coming days. Yeah, that's a way to gain
1: faith because they're so accurate. So, whatever it takes, you guys, to find home to come back to you and know that the stars are blessing you. And I'm not kidding. Sometimes I wish that I could put on those little glasses and I could see who's in my room right now. Okay. <laughs> who's
0: watching over you right now?
1: I wish I could put on glasses and I, could, and I could just wave and say, I know you're here. I've seen you for years, but I can't see you. Hmm.
0: So if you had to kind of sum it up, what is the most important piece of advice you can give to all of us to really manage and whether...
1: 2021. I'm going to give two pieces of advice. One is make the decision to be here on planet Earth. Commit to your presence in this lifetime. Unpack your bags. Make the decision that in the wake of all of this ruckus, you remember that you agreed, you volunteered, they didn't push you on the bus. So once that shows up internally and you've dropped in and you've unpacked, that's the first request I'd make of 2021. Accept it. And then the second one is be prepared to walk slowly. It's over that deep wound that happened during that incredible conjunction with Jupiter and Pluto destroying is over. And now a new world is coming. Have faith that as you walk slowly into 2021, you're going to see that your smile comes back and be kind to the people in your world. That's Aquarius, no matter who they are. We now realize we're all in this together. So Aquarius is inviting all of us to look around. You don't have to have dinner with them. You don't have to necessarily have a long conversation. You can just open your heart and realize we're all in this together and walk slowly into 2021 with the breath that says, we made it through this. I'm so proud of you. Look what you made it through. Let's go over here now and start again and be open-minded that everyone, and I mean everyone, is in this together. You're not alone. I mean it.
0: I feel it. I feel it. It's true. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We all love you so much. We're all so blessed to be in your presence. And everyone listening, the Applied Astrology Course, it changed my life. It changed my life so much I did it twice. (laughs) It really, really changed my life. If you want (laughs) to try it or you want to learn more about it enrollment is open right now right from January 19th to February 3rd so it's a really short window of enrollment if you're interested in joining and you have really limited
1: spots i know
0: And this school um, so you
1: can February 15th and there's 30 classes to pick from from all over the world there's different time slots and there's only 10 people in each class very intimate and you get your own mentor hmm.
0: i know it's the best it's the best
1: yeah go do it
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and a huge thank you to my amazing guest and teacher, Deborah Silverman. If you want to dive deeper into astrology, Deborah's highly anticipated Level 1 Applied Astrology course is now open for registration. You can visit yogagirl.com slash astrology to sign up. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. I'll see you next week.